So 12 hours ago at 4am when I was doing my morning prayers, I didn't realise, I didn't think I was going to be doing a podcast today. But you know, when you got an opportunity like this, you just got to run to it. And with that being said, I am with the CEO of Platinum Executive Travel, Mr. Lord Aleem himself. My brother, how are you? That's a good introduction. Yeah, it's good, it's good, it's good, it's good. good. (laughs) How are you doing though? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Alhamdulillah, I'm all right, man. So I'm pretty sure everyone's seen your face on social media. Everyone knows about Platinum, but for the people who don't, what is Platinum? What is Platinum? Well, it's not just Platinum, it's Platinum Executive Travel. It's very important that we mention Platinum Executive executive Travel. travel. As there's so many fakes out there now, you know, everybody wants to call themselves Platinum, but we actually represent the metal very well by being the best in the business. Um, So Platinum Executive Travel, it is a car hire company, but not just any ordinary car hire company. We provide some of the world's most prestigious, uh, some of the most exclusive vehicles, in the world, really, for hire. So we, we, we started off, um, my father started the business off in 2006. Um, we are now in 2020. Next year will be the 15 year anniversary. So we've been operating for 15 years. Yeah. The market has, as as you know, kind adapted, of changed. adapted and changed and, and, and paved the way for what it has become now, which yeah. is primarily self-drive hire. Uh, we are the, one of the only companies in the UK that has the 25 plus self-drive hire policy. So yeah. um, on that side of things, you know, we're, we are the complete package. Um, we have cars, you know, you name it. We have everything, McLarens, Ferraris, Lamborghinis, new Rolls Royces, Bentleys. Yeah. yeah, this is just what's behind me right now is one of the new additions, the, yeah. the Rolls Royce Phantom 8. Um, you yeah, know, and you've got a couple of cars downstairs as well, isn't it? Exactly, yeah. But I mean, uh, so Platinum Executive Travel, going back to it, what is it? So... Um, uh, it used to be uh, providing, well, it still does provide chauffeur-driven cars, also yeah. self-drive hire. Um, and where we are right now is the showroom is is the main HQ. So uh, where we are actually positioned right now used to be where we started PET from. And this used to be a old petrol station. Yeah, if you see, um, I think you used to do YouTube videos back in the day and this wasn't here, but it was this spot. Yes. Am I right? Yeah. That's correct. Yeah. So I did some vlogs because, yeah. you know, this, this is why I, I, I was looking forward to doing this podcast with you and yeah. actually having this chat with you because uh, we haven't ever met before, yeah, but yeah. you have been following my Born journey to a certain time. extent, right? Time. And and I can see that in the way that we were communicating. So I do also want to say a big thank you for coming down because I know it's absolutely- I want to say thank you for coming outside. on. <laughs> no, you've been risking your life out there on the motorway, man. Have you seen the rain yeah, the outside? The rain, yeah, trust me. Um, so- Coming back to, um, coming back, what, what were we discussing? Just um, so what pet is basically? Oh yeah. What is pet? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, again, the markets adapted and changed and, you know, we provide the self-drive hire things where we're based right now used to be, yeah. like you said, the petrol station forecourt. Um, and there's videos of how that all changed up. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I meant, I said, what used to happen was we had all the cars, right? And my father would sit in front of, um, potential clients mm. in this office, right? That you wouldn't, was not fit to even be an office, bearing in mind. Like, it, there was water leaks everywhere. The carpet was horrible. Like, it was... Yeah. <laughs> you, you couldn't even say that you've got, like, five Ford Fiestas for sale or something. So what, what was he doing? Selling cars or... Um... No, no. So at the time, it was at the... the, the, the um the forecourt of yeah. where the petrol station was, it wasn't a petrol station anymore. All yeah. the tanks got ripped out. Yeah, yeah. So where, the, blank yeah, piece of where, land, where it? it was blank, they used to buy and sell cars. Okay, I'll try right? it. Yeah. 
and then around the around the back of it was was the car wash the, mm. that used to be the petrol station car wash turned into a hand car wash. Yeah, yeah, right? seen that, yeah. And then slowly Pet came along, and then obviously when realised that you know Pet was becoming more established, there was more money this side of it, then slowly started packing away the car sales side of things. But my father's been in the car sales for. 15, 20 years, he'll probably say more. Yeah. He's probably still in it today. Like he loves to buy a car and sell a car now. He still gets that buzz, you know? Yeah. Um, not like, not even the high end. I'm, you know, we're talking, you know, like the Just 15, finding a deal in general. Yeah, finding a deal. Like yeah. he drives a Skoda, Octavia. He'll help his friends find a nice little car like yeah. him. And it's good. I learned a lot from that. But um, yeah, so we started construction. And why we started construction was because customers would come to us and they'd be like, right, okay, well, we want three Rolls Royce Phantoms for our wedding, right? But where are the cars? Oh, um, they're all at a, a different location, but yeah. Do you mind if we can have a look at it? Yeah, no problem. Uh, could you just fly them over to the house? And bearing in mind, at my house, You're, on my driveway, yeah. as you take the turn, there was a sea of Rolls Royce. I'm going to find um, a video of yours from back in the day. Are you You'll see plug it in? your driveway full of yes. madness. Yeah, try getting <laughs> a clip like that in. Yes. Right? So as soon as they used to take the bend, yeah. right, on approach to my driveway, I like eight times out of 10, the deal was done before we even got out the car. Why is that? Because they saw the product. How can you sell something when it's not even here? Yeah. Or it's not even on display. So this is when I insisted to my father that we must build a showroom. Mm. And I was young at the time and he always used to say to me, son, the reason why we're making money right now is because there's low overheads. Yeah. Right? If we start building all flashy big offices, Too many right? overheads, yeah. Early on, right, yeah then we're going to have big overheads and it's going to be a nice, pretty location with not many cars you're going to have. And, you know, really, you're just going to be going around in circles. Mm. So what he did was pretty much say, right, you know, there's no problem. We will work from this shitty office and we will channel people to my house and back. There's not a problem in that. But we don't need an office or a showroom yet. So for a few years, working away. And then when the time was right for him, he said to me, look, you want to build a showroom? Went, yeah, let's get the architects on board. And he didn't look back. It was just go, go, go. And here we are today. And, and, and now he knew this all along, but I love the journey that I got to spend it with my dad. And he taught me so much through, through through this element of it that a lot of people, they start their businesses up right now before they start up a good restaurant and stuff. They're so concerned about the kit out, the fit out, the what's, you know, how is it? You've got to get the product right. You've got to get the service right. You've got to get people, you know, a t-shirt, right? You can make a t-shirt and you can get influencers to promote it or whatever, but you're only going to exchange and turn those into sales if the product is good. If the product is good. Right? People actually like it and if it's genuine, yeah. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. So on those side of things where we really save money on like, you know, not having an office or in the long run, alhamdulillah, what came of it was that if we're going to do it, we do it right and we do it right once. And not that's not yeah. like, oh, let's build half of it now and Maybe space for five cars. <laughs> My father's thought about everything here. Mm. We've got two floors. We've got a lift there. The, the, this is the game, right? If this was an Apple, this is the game. Yeah, go on. You, sh- you, you shouldn't see a car upstairs. If you start to see cars upstairs, just know Aleem's not making much money right now. What about the Phantom there then? Yeah, but you know what? That's just a little giveaway. That's it. Something's got to be on display. <laughs> Otherwise, enough. it don't look like a car <laughs> showroom, does it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So with, with uh, let's just say all the cars were here, for example, which is probably very, very rare. Yeah. How many cars can this place hold? This place, if I if, if you was to fit it in nice and comfortably, I would say around, uh, we, we couldn't fit all of our fleet in here at once. That's, mm. that's, but we don't ever want all of our fleet no, parked no, of course at not, once. No. Um, 
would say about 25, 25 to 30 cars. Yeah, I mean, it's nice and big. tight, but you know, it would be a, it's, it's not about the volume. I, I would never no. want to park more than seven, eight cars up here. I've done, I've, I've had, I've got pictures of like this whole place full, but it's just, you know, it's not a good time. So when, it's empty, <laughs> when people were saying, Aline, where's your cars at? Just know the cars are out for a reason. And that's what yeah, you know, allows us. That, that's very interesting. You know, I, I get asked that question a lot. Oh, uh, cause let's say if I'm now, if I've now bought the, the Phantom 8 and, yeah. and, and the Dawn and, and the McLaren, and I start posting about these and then, and then now and again, yeah, but where's the G-Wagon? And I'll be like, oh, sugar. I haven't posted the G-Wagon in a, in a while. <laughs> yeah. Like they think I haven't got it they anymore. They think you sold it or something yeah, no, like no, that. No, don't worry. There's still on the fleet. <laughs> oh, I just forgot about it, you know? Mm. Um, but, you know, if I was a car collector, and if, yeah. I, if this was a car collection, then obviously they'll all be parked up in one place. I'll lift up the... But this is a business and, and this business has allowed me yeah. uh, and allowed my father and I to live our dreams and what we love doing and having not only one of the most desirable cars, having every single one, but not only having every single one, but having them in every different color. That's the mad thing about yeah. it. It's not and just one went, car. Yeah, subhanAllah. It's, 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 it's a blessing. Mm. And um, I'm, I'm privileged to be in a position where um, I'm very different, I believe, to um, many other CEOs. Um, I like to keep transparency within PET. I like to keep my followers yeah. updated with what's going on. Because as much as it is my company, um, it is a part of a lot of people's lives. Yeah. The amount of weddings we've done with PET, the amount of happy memories that are created with PET. Um, we build a bond with our clients that don't last a week, two weeks or a weekend. It's a long-term relationship, isn't it? Exactly. And w- would you say most of your clientele now are all like repeated or long-term customers? Of course. Clients, I'll say. It's a snowball effect. Yeah. If you, what sets you apart? You can have, I can have, somebody else can go out there if they have the money. Yeah. To go buy the exact same fleet that I have. Yeah. But you can't compete with me on service. Because I promise you, I will give you 110% every single time. Because that's the motto that my dad has laid down for Platinum. Mm. From the very start, I'll give you an example. One of our clients, right, on our, on the way to south of France in the Rolls-Royce Dawn, he's a little bit older, and he accidentally put Ad Blue in the, uh, in, in, the in the car because he, he didn't realize what was going on. And, yeah, you yeah. Know. and uh, he phoned my dad up and said, look, I've accidentally put Ad Blue in. It's all... My dad was on the phone getting another replacement car sent to him before oh, we could even work out what the problem was. Because by the time we've gone back and forward, an hour and a half has gone by, two hours, three hours, he'll be at the port. Another hour after, the car's with him. The car will probably get to him quicker than the recovery truck will. Yeah. <laughs> right? But these are things that only we will think about mm. because this is our life. We breathe. We live this. It is, it is our passion, not only to supply our clients with the cars, but also supply them with a service, an experience that is so memorable. And again, you ask, is this repetitive clients? It's a snowball effect. This is why, alhamdulillah, we are, we are where we are today yeah. is because we are not only getting 2006, 2007, 2008 clients, those 2009, 10, 11, 12, 13, all those clients all are repeat. From- yeah, so every yeah. year the demand just keeps going up and up and up. Mm. So I have to keep buying more and more cars. I, I promise you, I can't have enough cars. <laughs> I was just going to ask that because you seem to be buying cars every, I'd say from Instagram, I think it's at least, it looks like one once a month. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's what the rate is basically. So you just uh, got Once a month. Yeah. Oh no, like th- this weekend I bought three. 
That's what I'm saying, yeah. But uh, so we, we, we've done three months in advance. <laughs> this month, I mean, when I saw your snaps, uh, I think the first one you posted was the McLaren 720S, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Yep. I was like, yeah, mashallah, proper nice. Next thing you know, I see an event store, I'm like, oh my God, all right, cool, mashallah. Then I see um, the Lord number plate yeah. on the Rolls you Royce. The, you missed the Rolls Royce door on the blue one as well. And that, yeah. yeah. So it's actually that four, was a bro. Bang spec, yeah. Four. I forgot myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, alhamdulillah, what it is, is um, the reason for the McLaren coming by was um, it's not a car that I would give to every one of my clients just because I think more experience is required with that car. But it was something that, you know, I believe Platinum should be here to have all options here for you. Because you haven't had a McLaren before. That, exactly. You? Yeah. But the option, it's nice to give the client, you know, to yeah, have exactly, the option yeah. there for the client. Um, so, you know, I have big visions. I have a, a, a big plan for pet. But before I take it to a global scale, I want to test my business plan and I want to test my methods and um, I want to try them out here. And, you know, 15 years, you know, the hard work has been done. Yeah. The hard work has been done. What my father has done to bring this company to this position is incredible. What he does in the office with his team, my members of staff that all work here, we're family here. And, you know, everybody, you know, flies the flag for pet like you know it's their own yeah so um you know we now want to test out different cars in the fleet we we will always keep adding on to it um we want to provide the complete package we have a bugatti Chiron coming in uh we're going to touch on that we'll touch on that later on but that's a really exciting topic is this one of them ones where uh they'll be like oh you left him on a cliffhanger exactly so you lot got to stay watching yeah you (laughs) You got to go to the last last third of the video last quarter of the video no no they don't even know where it is we're going to just might even leave it halfway point (laughs) (laughs) listen if you're not enjoying so far make sure you drop a like because i I can't believe i'm here and like i said this podcast is going to be sick but so i don't i don't want to say this in any bad way yeah but just like uh, Mikey Mellon's podcast, he's 21. We got a lot of comments in on that video saying daddy's money and stuff like that. I'm pretty sure you probably do have some haters who say that stuff. So I want to... But I don't see that as hate. What would you see that as? That's interesting. It is my dad's... So what? My dad does make this money. My, dad, my, my dad's smart. Yeah. My dad's intelligent. My dad's an icon in my eyes. You know my dad's what, you know my role model. My, my dad's always told me... like I, n- I don't ever agree with the saying daddy's money. Yet, and I've told him this so many times as well. Because... My dad always says to me, son, what's mine is yours, what's yours is mine, what's yeah. families is families. But they only say that to you if they know you've got half a head on you. Yeah, yeah true. Do you know what I'm saying? They don't just say, uh, I know a lot of people, they don't even give their kids, uh, and they've got all the money in the world. Yeah. But you've got to have half a head screwed on you. Mm. I'm I'm my parents' only son. Yeah. So Same. number yeah. one, right, yeah, he can make all this money, right? But he doesn't even need to work anymore. Mm. But why he does it is because like, obviously, I don't know, where, like, you know, I'm pretty sure that he has that confidence in me. Yeah to know that this is all going to be worth it in the end. You know, what What do we really want from it? I, like, now it's just a game. Yeah, Let's course. be honest. Like, what more do you want from it? Come on, bro. What more do point- I, like, you, you, you know, this is what my mum always tells my dad as well. And I think for him, it's just more like that, you know, we've worked so hard to get to this level now. Now it should just, now it's just fun, isn't it? It's just like whatever you want it to really whatever be. Whatever it comes to, isn't yeah. it, I guess, isn't but it? But we don't, we don't like to push upon it. You know, yeah. everything really comes to us. I have people from, uh, from Asia, I have people from different parts of the world come to me. We want to open up an X place. And I, I sit, in, I sit with some, 
some very powerful, some very influential people that I cannot even, you know, like I just sometimes I get goosebumps thinking about like in my head, I've just paved this network and I know where all the dots are connecting. I'm just like, I can pull this trigger whenever I want. Yeah, literally. But it's just not, I don't, I'm good where I'm at right now. Yeah. I need to, I need to kind of, Stay sometimes you shouldn't, you, you shouldn't get too big for your boots as yeah, well. Exactly. You know, you can get a lot of people tell you you're very good at what you do, et cetera, et cetera, until some parts land and you're like, ah, oh, I'm not ready for it. Right. You know, the business teaches you, uh, you know, every time you fall in business, you know, every time you're hurt in business or you're, you're down and you trip up, that is a lesson learned. And, and all those lessons learned added up together. And once you've got good experience is when I believe Allah Ta'ala will give me that time to say, right, okay, this is your time now. This is to where expand. I feel this is right for you now. Yeah. It might be that all this money ruins me, bro. Mm. How do we not know that? Like, it's very easy. Yeah. You, what, who knows? The Bugatti lands, uh, my head goes sideways. Start to, like, people start to tell me I'm the biggest thing on the block. I'm the main man. I start to lose my head. If I never had a powerful mom or, or father to keep my head straight, I could lose my head in two minutes, end up doing some stupid shit. God before you take know it, it just I'm in jail, like dead, or in big problems. And all that money, as all it's done, it's just ruined your life. Yeah. So, you know, you can only really get given what you can handle. So I've got to, I've got to be in a position where I feel like I can prove that I can handle it. Mm. And I've got all the right things that are ticking all the boxes to say, look, you know what? God is looking at me and saying, I don't mind giving this. One, one my, yeah. I don't mind giving him more. Yeah. Alhamdulillah. Yeah. But, um, that's all a phase, you know, and I'm very blessed. Imagine I got this Bugatti at 21, 22. I got, a, I got an SV Roadster at 23. And I remember the first drive I took it out on, I, I started thinking I was like a bit of a gangster. <laughs> I started having like started kicking off with the police and stuff because they were accusing me of something that I didn't done. I lost my head, but 25 years old now. I'm turning 26 in a month in Shabbat. Yeah. Like, come on, we've got to move on. People are saying to me, oh, like, why aren't you still on social media? Why aren't you making YouTube videos? Why are you not following anyone on Instagram anymore? Like, times have got to change. Yeah. Do you, do you ever look at yourself from maybe even last year or from years back and realize how much mature you've become? Yeah. Um, no, I can, because I can still be very, very immature when I yeah. want to. And I have so fun, so much fun being immature mm. and having a laugh, but I can only do that with, with, with the people that I know. The right uh, yeah, people, yeah. The right people. But it's the right people in terms of the ones that make you just feel normal. Yeah. You know, the ones that they don't, know, say, don't treat you like you're anything special yeah, or anything yeah, yeah. like that. They don't treat you like you've got half a million followers on yeah. Instagram. They treat you like your boy yeah, from back you know, in the day, basically. Before, before I didn't mind that trying to treatment because I used to see it like, but now I just get so annoyed with this whole like kind of, Oh, just cause you've, I've seen so many times that I've had a bit of special treatment because I've got more followers yeah. than someone else. And I just, I'm really tired of this world of like, fo- I mean, as much as I love the following that I have, but have a following if you've got a passion or something, you know, like what, you know, you understand what, why I primarily 80, 70, 80% of people that follow me, they mm. follow me because of my cars. Yeah. Yeah. Car people and the other love. 20% is probably like, Oh, he's probably not a bad person. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> hopefully. But, um, you, you know, it's just, I, I'm just sick of all of this. Social media is kind of like followers. Who's got what? Who's got this? I don't see that as success at all because I know people with no Instagram accounts that are doing 10 yeah, times, yeah, yeah. 20 times as much as me. Exactly. Yeah. Probably like, you there's, know, there's so always someone bigger than you ever done always. on social media or not. There's yeah. always someone bigger. But people seem to think that it's only social it's media. It's only followers that yeah. mean success or means, you know, money. Like, oh, he has a million followers. He must be a millionaire. Yeah. That's funny. I actually know someone who's, who's got like around a quarter of a million, but they're broke. 
Like, but everyone that's just. Your, but they put the, they put the lifestyle as like going to Monaco, Paris, all a that crackhead, stuff. Blah, blah, blah. A crackhead, right? Yeah. yeah. I once saw a, a post, right? Yeah. Crackhead, right? Yeah. yeah. Can't. You don't work, you don't do nothing, but he will make sure that he gets his shit every day, right? Yeah. Yeah. 40 pounds, 50 pounds. I don't know how much it is, but I think, you know, something like that. Yeah. yeah? yeah. But flipping out, if he can, if he can make money, right? Yeah. To get that. To get that, right? Yeah. And, and you have a platform with a, with, you, this is the other thing as well, though. Yeah. How do you know that those 250k are engaging followers? Because the amount of yeah. people I've also seen buy YouTube views buy false success. Yeah. And they're not telling me daddy's money. <laughs> There's no point in like, that. What the <laughs> hell are you guys on? Everything, all of my followers are real. Mm. All of my engagement. I even know to the point that they're so active that they watch. I get 70, 80,000 story views and I post the same shit every day. Yeah. That must be boring sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. But they still watch it. Right. And then when I go on holiday, it goes 100K plus. But then I think to myself, I don't get 100K likes on my post. You're like 15, 20K. So what is everybody else doing? Like, and that's what starts to make me think, okay, don't start to get fooled and think everybody's all lovey-dovey out here and whatever. Yeah, yeah, people are. Make, yeah, yeah, make sure that, you know, you give back and also use your audience to benefit your business and benefit your life and benefit your future generations. Otherwise, this whole thing's a waste of time. Exactly, yeah, exactly. So I was going to say, so like I said, I've been following you for a very long time, which is why I wanted to do this podcast from the day, and I, I want to know what what was in your mind at the time when you done. You probably, I think you've been asked this question before when you done donuts in your R eight back yeah. in your driveway, yeah, ages ago. Um, so I move that forward for you. No, not at all. You sure? Yeah. Yes, I. Um, yeah. Why is that? How old were you at the time as well? Okay. Um. So, I've, I'm like I said, I only have a sister. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, my mom never used to let me out home i never used to like go out with my friends and whatever i used to have a lot of fun just hanging out with my mom or we'd go to like tuition lessons or uh, i get to play in my driveway a little bit or that's about it so i used to once the camera came into my life i used to like do some like crazy stuff like i used to make some videos for my youtube sorry man this this jerk chicken is doing bits right now i feel I've got my, I've got my water. It's here somewhere. Uh, anyway. Um, so, uh, yeah, I used to make videos for my cousins in Pakistan yeah. to show them what I have here. So like, I remember like I had a Dodge Ram and stuff like I used to like, this is like even before YouTube days. Mm. Right. So, uh, I used to do all the filming on the camcorder and yeah. then would get it made into DVDs and then I'd go to Pakistan and I'd sit down show and them, watch yeah. it with them. And they'd be like, Oh, this is where you live. I'd be like, yeah. And this is my mom's car. And they'd be like, what's this car? And they like, they love it as well now. They know so much about cars. They know so much about everything as well now. Um, so I started making fun videos like that. And then when the family were watching the videos, like I did like some clips in there to make my, f- like, like that were just going to come randomly in, in between the videos. So when all the family were watching it, it would, yeah. would kind of make them laugh. So it was like, it was like me, like uh, dancing in front of a Ferrari on top of my quad bike and stuff, like with my shades on and I was like cutting <laughs> shapes and stuff. And everyone was just laughing. And I was like, yeah, this is so much fun, man. Like, look how my family are just having the, so the, much the fun. Like, watching yeah. me just do mad stuff on camera. <laughs> yeah. So um, it just started from there. And then my parents would always lead me to it because they'd be like, oh, yeah, he, he gets on with himself. He does. He's a good lad like that. He gets on with himself. So I was always in my uh, own own little uh, environment. And then um, I just, I just one day I just thought, you know what? It just got, it just led, all those small videos just led to the point where I thought, I don't want to really revise right now. I'm yeah. really, really like frustrated, but I want to do something right. Yeah. That what was it? Did you see that at the time? 
Uh, GCSEs, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. So, yeah, yeah it was. <laughs> okay, yeah. So, instead of revising, carry on, yeah. sorry. Because <laughs> every time I was revising, I was in my, my um, front dining room. I'd always see all the cars on the driveway, and I love cars. So, I... I said can't to my resist. mom, I said, mom, I'm not passing these exams. You can't have me in this room. Or you can't tell Papa he's got to move all these cars off the driveway because I can't do this. Yeah. And then she, she'll be like, oh, shut up. You know, you're so inconsiderate. I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going outside. I went outside and put the camera against the window. Yeah. And then, um, I don't, you know, when I watch back at it now, it gives me goosebumps because I just, I'll never do that now, but I don't know what made me think that that was absolutely fine to the, do. The amount of times I've seen that video and I'm thinking, you're so close to the Phantom. And you know, <laughs> bro, it was, it was just, I was going to clock three Phantoms out. Yeah, that's it, what I'm saying. going to go, bam, 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 drop head. Have you two, seen the video? Two, it was it, two Phantom uh, saloons and, yeah. bubble, and, and a drop head. And I remember when I just missed it and I was sliding, I remember that point because it, I was such a, I was in such a hurry to do this video yeah. that I didn't even wait for the snow on the front windscreen to clear because I thought I was going to get into trouble, whatever. I was yeah. like, I've got it started. It's made some noise, but my mom's hoovering in the house so she can't hear the car start. So I had more time than I thought, but then I did it anyway. And then when my mom and dad watched the video afterwards, my dad first looked at my mom and he went, did you know about this? She goes, no, no, look, yeah, he, he gets on with what he does, man. What's all this about? And I was like, looking at my dad, like, see, see, I didn't hit her. And he's just thinking, yeah, but he's done that today. Tomorrow he's going to do something. <laughs> <laughs> but that video then went viral, didn't it? So my, my whole point of why I asked that question leading on to that is, did you know at the time, obviously when you're doing the YouTube videos, because I think the next one I saw after that was, uh, I think the title, correct me if I'm wrong, was like 17-year-old picking up Phantom Drop It. Yeah, when you had the white one and the red level. At the time when you're making those videos, well, did you realise what it's actually going to lead to is in the, the growth no. and the exposure. No, I, I only did it to um, show like the older kids in my school. Yeah. The, whilst you guys are older than me driving Who's around, boss? I've got, I've got, I'm doing donuts in an R8, you know? Mm. So it's uh it's one of them ones. So uh, yeah, I did it for my Facebook and so, just to show my friends and stuff. Everything that I've done hasn't really had a, um, a thought process to think that if I do this, it's going to benefit me like that. Or if I do this, it's going to do that. I never really selected the path. Mm. I did what I thought would be funny that I had, you know, what, f I don't know. It's just like what I enjoyed doing. Yeah. And it wasn't, it wasn't ever like funny. I didn't want to do stupid stuff. It was more like, I want to do genuine crazy stuff with yeah, what okay, I yeah. have. I don't want to be like one of those boring owners and everything. You yeah. Know? And you know, what's allowed me to be like that as well is my dad, because he has such a big heart, mashallah. Like he's, um, He's like, I remember, you know, like as, as much as he loves it, like there's some parents, right? That their kids touch the car. I kid you not. Their kid touches their car. And, and the they go nuts. They go, touch yeah, it. Yeah, relax yourself. Yeah, relax. Stop there. yeah, my dad's never worshipped Yeah, alhamdulillah. He's like, like, like giving you the like freedom, that. Yeah, it? like I've crashed some of his cars and stuff like that. Yeah. He's been so supportive and coming out. But, you know, there's a, there's a lot of lessons in that as well. Obviously, you know, seeing that makes me just think that, you know, he his family is more to him than these materialistic things. So, um, you know, I had a lot of support from that side. I've done some crazy, crazy stuff in my time. Some things that I can't really speak about here as well. Yeah, that's uh, fine, that's fine. <laughs> but man, honestly, it's just, it's been wild. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine, alhamdulillah, that's where you come. So, Pet, how many cars has Pet got, including self-driver and, and chauffeur, as um, we stand today? He's trying to drink. How do we do this? What do you mean? Or do we have to count them all now? You don't have to count them all. Just I don't know, I don't, I don't know an exact figure. Bro. You don't know an exact figure, but no? it's about 37, 38. Yeah. 
Okay, bloody yes. That's, uh, you, I think, no, 100%. You're the biggest self-drive and chauffeur within the whole of the UK. And Europe. And Europe. That's what I was going to say to next. So, originally we were going to do this podcast um, a couple of weeks ago. And then you said you're flying out. And your exact words were, I said, no. Oh, so, let me just give a bit of context. I said, um, must be a nice holiday, Albania, something like that. And then you, your reply was, it's not a holiday. I go where the money goes. So talk to me about that. Exactly. How are you taking? Yeah, man. You know, um, again, so on social media and whatever, you know, it's it's very important that you know nobody really wants to see. Uh, well, some people may want to see, but they don't come to my page to see that sort of stuff. They come to my page to see some motivational stuff, to see like the highlights in my life, and that's what I was showing. Yeah. But behind the scenes, we were actually working. We were working. We were delivering a car. Uh, we weren't only delivering a car. We were delivering a car to a country that we've never been to before. Albania. To yeah. yeah but whilst I was out there, I was networking with certain rental companies there. Mm. So I had to choose who I wanted to work with here as well as like, you know, hooking up my customer out there. Um, met up with the biggest artist in Albania, one of the biggest artists in Albania, Noisy. Yeah. Uh, spoke up with some of the projects that he wants to do out there in terms of building hotels. I mean, I don't really want to talk about it because these are like, these are like some retirement projects that we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. So, you know, it's crazy. Like, you know, the, the car business, the social media, you know, people think that all you can do is cars, but that's all I want to really share with you guys now because we've gone so deep into it. So that's what I want to stick to. There is a lot of other business projects and a lot of other things that I have going on, but there's, there's, there's not, there's some things that you don't, you know, you don't really want. Like, I mean, if I tell you that I'm involved in building a hotel in Albania or I'm going to be involved in, you know, uh, building a coastline entertainment strip or whatever, like, you know, yeah. this, it's not, it's, for me, that's, that's, that's some, that's some plans, private, yeah, yeah there's their private projects. Yeah. I don't want to be going into starting podcasts talking about construction and hoteliers and how to, you know, find potential in certain countries and, you know, yeah. I, Otherwise, I should have started. That's not really my passion. That's something that I've been l- learning to to love. You know, uh, cars is something that I will always share with. So um, the question asked was uh, Albania. What you know, what, what we're going out there to do. We, we went out there. Uh, we're now set up with. We've now linked up with a car rental company out there. Mm. So in the main Tirana town uh, center, the, yeah. you'll see the platinum boards. Um, you'll see. So you know, if anybody wants a car there. There's a lot of expats from uh, Albania, a lot in the UK as well. So they don't mind driving right-hand drive cars. They actually prefer them with the UK plates sometimes. Yeah. Um, so they can use some of their cars there. Then we had cars go to um, South of France, Monte Carlo. We had cars go to Barcelona. Uh, we had cars, uh, Croatia. We had, we had a All few over going place, over, yeah. over the country this summer. Yeah. Especially with the whole COVID thing, because that obviously slowed down business for... Um, uh, a, a lot of months. people, so they yeah. just thought. Just so yeah, so then there, we yeah. really had to adapt and change, and we had to start going to countries where um, things were still popping, or shall we say, there was different spending habits. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> so with with all that being said, so in terms of other countries, where else do you want to take it? Okay, so <clears throat> I haven't really shared this anywhere before, but I'm going to do it very, very briefly. Um, get a quick CEO it class needs to be, exclusive. Yeah, it, it, so we have we have Germany, Italy, yeah. Switzerland. Um, Germany is going to be a big one. Uh, France, obviously France, running from Paris all the way down to the south of France. Um, Barcelona, 
uh, going into then Asia as well. But for Asia, we, we're going to have to partner up with somebody that can obviously speak Cantonese and, you know, obviously Japanese and yeah, all, stuff all like the different that, yeah. languages. Because, um, and obviously that side of the world, there's different ways of doing business. So we're, yeah. we're not very experienced on that side. So, um, you know, pretty much every European country mm. uh, and, and how we want to create the network is, um, it's going to happen very fast, inshallah. It's going to yeah, happen inshallah. very fast because uh, over the last four or five years, this is what I've been doing. You know, just people that really have been serious about it. Um, some Fine who have been very serious, serious yeah. have flown in. Yeah. You know, that's all it takes. Birmingham airport's just here. If you're serious about starting a, Come here, a, a yeah. pet franchise or, or whatever. And you know, it's, it's a support system all the way through. So this is where the HQ is. This is where yeah. the hub is. Um, I will be generating all the traffic, mm. um, promoting um promoting pet in different countries as well so you know you get the complete package with the branding um obviously you you know we, there are certain requirements of what you need before you start a, a pet franchise um this is nothing that is going to happen this is all like you know future future, future planning stuff. you know um it might not even be a franchise it might not even be a franchise honestly because i do like control yeah control is very important um but then again, you know, the, 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 this plan, it seems brilliant, but I feel like I would lose the, uh, I would lose that authentic family business vibe. Because you have, can't have control. Yeah, of, yeah, yeah. I get what you're but, saying. But you know, yeah. obviously it's, it, 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 when, you, when you ask these questions, I have to tell you things that, ways that pet can possibly expand. Yeah. That's future, future, right? What we have coming a little bit sooner to the future is saying that, okay, we've done the sports cars, we've done the luxury cars, we've done the supercars. What about the hypercars? Right? I mean, so that's, that's, you know, we've got to have a little play around with that. Yeah. And then you're going to ask the question now, what, are you going to give that on hire as well? Because that's the question everybody asks. That's exactly what I was going to ask. So, uh, in fact, before we get there, I just want to touch on one thing actually. So, with, with self-drive, it can be quite scary for some people, for some other companies and stuff, because, you know, there's a lot of crashes and stuff like that. So, as you mentioned earlier in the podcast, you've got a Bugatti Chiron coming. Um, is that for hire? Yes, it is. Wouldn't you be afraid that that something like that fifteen hundred horsepower? Yeah, roughly, big risk, it? big rewards. Yeah, yeah, big risk, big rewards. That's what mm. we always. That's what business is, right? Yeah. And at the end of the day, we need to do something that nobody really has the balls to do, or we'll never think of doing, or yeah. we'll ask questions. Why are you doing it? It's why because we can. We are platinum. We want to leave a mark and make sure that we came into this game and we did it properly and we set the standard, you know? Am I scared of somebody writing the car off? Well, I won't be giving the car to somebody that will be in a position like that. This isn't just like, oh, any Joe Bloggs can just walk in here and be like, yeah, I want to hire this car. Yeah. We're talking, you know, we're talking people in private collections that have their cars parked up with zero miles on it, right? But still want to use a Bugatti Chiron that do not need to fly their car out their collection and that will have mine waiting there for them when their private jet lands at Luton Airport. That's the clientele that will be able to afford this per day. Would you say you've got that clientele there, like, ready as well? I wouldn't be purchasing this car if the clientele wasn't I thought there. you were going to say that, yeah. <laughs> I'm the lot. Yeah. But, but again, what I will now say, people will be like, where do you find these people from? Mm. This didn't come overnight. No, this no, didn't come in one, not. two, three years. Yeah. I have been out networking hustling. My dad spends the time in the office. Mm. How can we create a network from somebody who people have to go to him? I mean, this has come about from seeing different people's lifestyles and then going to their fathers and seeing how their fathers are living and then see, seeing, realizing that, hold on a second, 
Their fathers have got yachts in the south of France that they've hired for a week. And how much does it cost for a week? 120,000 pounds. And why can't they hire a Bugatti for a day? Wait, is that how much a yacht costs for a week? Are you crazy? You can have a yacht for half a million pound a week. What? <laughs> Seriously? Yeah, the cheapest is like to have a decent yacht where you're going to have a decent time. It's about 50, 60,000 pounds a week in Croatia. Because yeah. Croatia's got like the cheap waters, like yeah. really beautiful waters, like low cost. But I mean, depends on where where, where, the, where the boat is, where the yacht is. Um, so when you understand that side, and look, private jets and that sort of stuff. Look, the Bugatti Chiron is a three million pound car. Yeah. Okay. It's £25,000 a day. At the moment, that's what I've priced it at. But yeah. because I'm the only one with the car, you could price we'll it see what you supply like, yeah. and demand how we move move forward with it. £25,000 a day, you get to experience a car that would cost somebody £3 million to buy. What's the deposit You're, like on that? The deposit, see, it, it would be more contracts yeah. with lawyers. It would be assets. Okay. Yeah, okay. Fair enough, yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. So that assets would be deposit. But, you know, sometimes, you know, when the name starts with His Royal Highness, you don't even really need to take a deposit, do you? No. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even really take a deposit, do you? Yeah, no. But, um, you know, Alhamdulillah, it's, uh, it's going to be an exciting project. And at the end of the day, I'll be honest with you, um, that is something to try out with Pet. Yeah. I'm really not bothered. If it works, or yeah. if it doesn't work. There yeah. might be days where I'll get an offer for the car mm. and I just don't want to give it out. I was, I'm not going to mention any names. I was going to do, uh, we were planning on doing a promo with a certain uh, brand. Um, it was a certain company. This as a startup. It's coming up. And uh, we were going to brand up the Bugatti for them and XYZ. I, I priced them up, quoted on them. And uh, we was about to shake on the deal and they needed another 24 hours to talk through with it, with their PR. After 24 hours, I kid you not, you changed your mind. I changed my mind because I started, I th- the more I thought about it, the more I was just like, man, I'm not, I just don't want to just, I, 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 like, you can become moody then, isn't it? <laughs> you got a Bugatti. You can be moody. <laughs> you got to be moody. I want to choose an artist. I want to do, I want to do fun stuff with it, man. I want to choose an artist that wants to make a music video with it, but I want to listen to his song first. I want to see what the song's about. I want to make sure, you know, like, you know, I can help certain people go certain places with it. I want to give that experience to certain people. Uh, you imagine, uh, again, so, so go back to it, right? So let's say somebody does get the chance to hire it for £25,000 a day. Yeah. You get a full complete car, a Range Rover that follows you behind with, uh, a valet parker. So wherever you pull up, yeah. you have not got to worry about parking that car. Oh, seriously? Yeah. So there's 24 hour security with the car yeah. for, for as long as you have the car. Mm. There is a, a, a private valet that will be in that car as well. And there'll also be security as well. Okay. So there'll be three or four people that will be following you through with it. Now, this whole service for, for 25,000 pounds, right? Yeah. Which if you do the maths, I'm not very good with maths, believe it or not. No, no, don't ask me. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you do the like 25,000 pounds, 3 million pounds, 25,000 pounds is what? Point naught. Uh, like point something percent yeah. of the value of the car. You paid such a small fraction to experience what people yeah. will have to work Real so thing. hard for. And sometimes you might never car. achieve it, yeah. Yeah. But that's why, I mean, if I was to have a customer client that thinks that, you know what, I want to take this car out. Yeah. But he's still not sure and still misses his like having a go at him saying, <laughs> no, look, we could get a new kitchen and all yeah, sorts yeah, like, yeah. New house, deposit. All I have to say to him is just jump in the car. Yeah. Jump in the car. I'll go hundred yards up the road. I'll come back down the roundabout. I'll come another. Road, no. 
300 meters down the road. Yeah. I'll come past the Asda roundabout and I'll park up outside and it'll be divorced by the time he comes out of the car. He'll <laughs> be like, no, no new kitchen where I'm in this car for 24 hours. By the time you do that, you'll have 25 grand in your account. Brother, 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 but you've got to understand, you know, where are you going to buy this experience from? Man, no, nowhere else. How are you going to get this experience? Where mm. is it going to be so accessible for you? Mm. You know, um, and this is probably giving people so many ideas like, oh yeah, well, you know what? Should we get into the hypercar hire game? Go on then, challenge me. I don't think anyone can. I need to have that buzz, man. Can. I want to feel that like I've got a price point to work on or something. I don't know what to do right you're, now. You're, you're blowing the competition out of water. So who do you, who do you, you probably, do you even see anyone else that's competition right now? Of course. You can never underestimate your the people that are in your industry. Or but you're miles ahead of the game because you've actually yeah, got you the learn. Chiron coming. No one else is doing that. Okay, but the Chiron, uh, I don't see success in the cars that you have. Mm. I see success in... the the numbers you're making, like, I mean, I can have, I can have five, six cars parked up here, some downstairs, and everybody's like, he's got loads of cars, he's doing really well. Yeah, but if you're sitting here, then... Yeah, it's not about how many, what, what company's got what cars. Yeah. That's, that's not how the success is measured on this. Yeah, of course, yeah. But in terms of how we've developed, in terms of the variety that we have, yeah, of course, we've, we, uh, alhamdulillah, we have, we have... The whole variety. <laughs> Bloody hell. You've got a lot, alhamdulillah, man. Like that, that's why me personally seeing it from an outside perspective, I can hands down say this is pet is... But let, me, but let me tell you something, right? Other companies, we can't just look past this and be like, oh, other companies are nothing in, 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 in yeah. terms of pet. Do you know how hard it is to operate a business like this? That if you see... A rental company that have a few E-classes, a few Range Rovers, maybe a Huracan, a Ferrari, a Rolls-Royce Phantom. They're not small time. Yeah, no, no. No, they, 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 and if they're still going now, mm. if they've been going for longer than three, four years, give them their respect because it's a very difficult industry to work in. And when you have your falls, you, the falls are very, very hard. And sometimes they can be so hard that people don't recover from them. So... um you know, I'm going to take it back. Alhamdulillah, we're, we're doing very well, but I think that is from consistency, working very hard every day. And yeah. that is more so on my father's side as well, I would say. I'm not as consistent as him. Um, and that's what I need to learn on, on, on improving on. Um, but it's hard work and persistency, you know, and making sure every angle is covered. Um, and you've got to you have know, heart for this business. Yeah. And if you see my company as inspiration, who knows? There's somebody that's probably watching right now that has, uh, you know, been inspired so much by this that says that we want to set out on this journey and then tomorrow you can be the new platinum. Yeah. You know? Now, truth be told, between, uh, in fact, I'll leave it on the podcast. Yeah. I did used to hire my car here and there. I used to, I, I started off uh, Audi S5, yeah. then I had an X5 and a C63. Um, I didn't really use the C63. Look at the, the, the risk with the reward on that is just yeah. so big. But I jumped out of that because I didn't have the heart for that business because yeah. it was just too much. First car got stacked. Yeah. I was like, no. Because you had all the wrong cars. I know. but I'm, Why do I not have an Audi RS6? Why do I not have a Nissan GTR? Why do I not have a C63? Why do I not have a BMW M5? That's another one we missed out. You had an SVR as well. SVR, Range Rover SVR. So that's five cars you picked up this month. But anyway, yeah. Well, so why have you And see, how cars? difficult was it monitoring and managing everything? Yeah. But brother, this is, this is, this is why, you know, everybody has their own struggles, you know? And... People are, people are blessed and what is written for them is written for them. You know, sometimes I don't know how I achieve certain things. 
but it's our prayer. It's our grandmothers, our mother's prayers, our yeah. father's prayers, our, our, our family's prayers, you know? Mm. So Alhamdulillah, you know, it's, it's, it's one thing sitting here and being like, yeah, I'm on the CEO podcast and, you know, I'm Mr. Businessman of the year and everything. But without your, the prayers, without the duas, without the blessings of, of the people around you, you ain't going anywhere, brother. You ain't going anywhere. You know, so, fact. so with, 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 in terms of these businesses, it's about who holds out. Mm. And honestly, with the cars that you mentioned there, all I see is risk, 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 no, re- like not much reward. No, no, 100%. You know? I agree. And, and, and that's why when some people ask me, I, I want to start a car hire company and sh- what car shall I get and stuff, I always ask them, I said, are you ready? For, if it does go wrong, can you recover? Yeah. Yeah, because don't 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 bank on this and being a positive business out of it you know mm. you know you've also got to make sure that you've got the right insurances otherwise your cars are going to get seized I your finance company is going to take the cars off you you see a lot of companies nowadays shutting down I think purely because of that yeah and why is because your man over here lordly make this thing whole thing look like a joke <laughs> <laughs> no seriously for, for all that in London especially yeah. There's some, companies there's some amazing companies in London down. though that, that, yeah. that do, not everybody does uh, the self-drive hire side of things. Have you seen some of the car hire companies that do the chauffeuring side of things on the yeah. S classes and other, it's a lot of work. They've got some great contracts. Yeah. So that's something that you can do, a lot of chauffeur work. With with the self-drive, exactly that's why um, companies are closing down. Yeah. Speaking of insurance here, and this goes back to my point earlier on, you've had, there's been, there's been times where cars have been in accidents and stuff like that. Um, for example, I Think, correct me if I'm wrong. I think it was your white performante, isn't it? So then, how do you deal with stuff like that? When, let's just say you wake up. Um, this might have been a situation you might have had where you wake up one day and you see an Instagram or something. Yeah. Like well, that. on this occasion, or probably this, on the trackers. Oh uh, yeah. On, on on this occasion, um, we're dealing with a client that was new. Hmm. Um, they think they're invincible. They think that you know. I'm not a normal CEO. I've Is got eyes and ears everywhere. Yeah. yeah I've yeah. got, you know, people always send me so much through about everything, you know? And look, I don't mind you having a good time, but who the hell puts the roof off, roof down on the car whilst it's raining? <laughs> like you're just here to really just like abuse my car right now. And I don't ever have customers like this. This was a, a one off in 10 years. Like yeah. this. I'll be honest with you. Puts it in Corsa mode. I see all these videos of him driving like a nut. While it's raining. Stacking it, yeah. Yeah. What do you want me to say to you? What do you, th- what, what do you think I did to him? Stuck his depot straight. Depot? What's depot going to cover? The true, true. Bro, you didn't, cra- you didn't crash going 70, 80 miles per hour. You crashed with, I can see you a video of, you got the roof down. You've got it in Corsa, Corsa mode. You're giving it 10, 10. You've spun it out. You've crashed and you've also left the scene as well. Oh, is it? My car's left on the side of the motorway. People stealing parts of my spoiler and shit. Yeah. So what we've got to understand is with dogs, I am a dog. Yeah. With lion, I am a lion. You have to be though. So in that situation. That's that's somebody's Instagram bio, you know. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you can tell me a cat. But I like that one. I like that one. So what you can understand from there is that, you know, treat me with respect and I will treat you with respect. Yeah. Um, But what the good thing is that we normally have a a good community around us that um, will bring people and make them realize when they are at wrong. Um, And, you know, we've been around for such a long time. You know, we have great customer service we have a great reputation yeah we don't we don't do anything that is out of order everything is done correct in terms of you know it's not a cowboy shop here where we start robbing you of your money because the guy knew he was at, 
I yeah. thought as well. So seeing as you're asking about that instant, that's what happened in that instance. On other instances, what happens is we've got a great relationship with the body shop. We've got great access to parts and that sort of stuff. So even if the whole damage and everything from Ferrari or Lamborghini was X amount, we will still find things that are cheaper for the customer. Yeah. Um, so let's say if like a customer was driving and uh, they ended up taking off a mirror and uh, dinged a little bit of the wing, mm. right? We're not going to go and say, well, we want a brand spanking new part from a Ferrari. Painted like, already. Right, painted and all that sort of stuff, right? Yeah, when it's possible that we can find a used part on the market that will save the customer six, six seven hundred pounds because then if we can help him save money here on this mm. mess up, yeah. Then you might say, right, you know what? I'm going to come and hire a car next time again. Because, you know, sometimes, you know, I'm not saying that happens every time before you guys think, oh, you know, (laughs) those that have stacked my cars are thinking, yo, why don't you do that with us? Because some parts you can't find. Uh, But yeah, it's uh, it's all part of the game. Mm. It's all part of the game. um, Every day you wake up and uh, you're, you're playing around with risk. Um, and how you minimize that risk is by having trackers in your car, by having good clientele, by having clientele that are, uh, understanding of how you conduct business and what type of people you are. Yeah. Um, and alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, and I, and I can say this very confidently, um, that nine times out of 10, our customers are good as gold. Um, most of them probably because they've been followers of mine. And they follow me on the journey and they, and they probably love pet as much as I do. Yeah. And it's kind of like they want to keep that relationship uh, yeah, there. Honestly, so they wouldn't even risk yeah, you doing can have, something you like can that. Yeah, you can have a look at some of my cars. They've done like 70, 80,000 miles. And I promise you that it's probably in better condition than some people that have done privately owned 10, 15,000 miles. Yeah. Our cars are very well maintained, serviced very well and looked after by our clients. I've got, I've just, this is the reason why I bought a, a Dawn with white interior. It's because my clientele are ready for this sort of life. Yeah. You know, I just, all I tell them is that when you, when you take that car, you just can't wear blue jeans. No problem. The linen comes out and the linen shirts come out. <laughs> come on, G, this is that platinum lifestyle. That's actually like, that's what you'd wear when you were in that car. If you're going out for an occasion, that's course, what you'd wear course, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it makes sense. Um, but you know what? That's, that's been platinum in, in general as a whole anyway. But before we started this podcast, you said you're in a complete different headspace. Yeah. yeah. Let's touch on that. Let's touch on your headspace. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't even want to discuss the past anymore. I don't even want to talk about things that you can't even change. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Because let's just talk about. Let's just move on. Let's move on. When I say move on, I mean like even all the good in the like. Let's stop talking about that, Lord Elite. Now, do you know? Because I have so much stuff that I want to do, and I just. I just can't stop. Like people love talking about the whole start side. I feel of like you've that- been holding it in throughout the podcast. Yeah, man. Like, let's get going, G. Let's get going. I'm twenty. Come on, warm up's finished now. Now yeah. it's playtime. Exactly. Do you know what I'm saying? So now it's playtime, and uh, I just want to be talking about what's happening, what's going to happen in the future, inshallah. What I what I want, um, how my life is potentially going to change in the next five years. Whether I'm still a single man or not, I don't know. Mm. You know, um, but I'm looking forward to all the new challenges in life. I just can't wait until my father can like start to realize that he can take a back seat a little bit yeah. and you know he can just go off in the Bugatti Chiron with my mum to like yeah. you know wherever he wants to go south of France Turkey everywhere just literally go. just the vacation for the rest of his life yeah I feel <laughs> like, like I feel like you know I'm I'm in a headspace where uh, I hope this doesn't come out a little bit different but I just don't give a shit mm. 
Why is that? About anyone or anything other than what is good for me and what is good for other. I don't follow anyone on Instagram anymore. I don't want to know what people are doing in their lives. I don't want to be watching their Instagram stories. And then when we meet up and them getting offended because they're like, oh, what? Did you not watch my Instagram story? Did you not see where I went? Bro, you just sat in front of me. Tell me where you went. Let's have a conversation. <laughs> Instead of always linking up with each other, yeah, being on our phones and be like, oh, yeah, where were you yesterday? Oh, did you not see my story? Oh, yeah, I saw your story though still, yeah. But bro, so I, I miss the old, I miss the old times where you sit with people and, you know, and then I hate this whole like, you know, oh, do you know so-and-so? Do you know so-and-so? So what if I know so-and-so? Mm. What, what, what difference is it going to make? Am I going to treat you different if I know so-and-so? Yeah, exactly. Do you know, it's not I just, make any I, all these at small all. things, I need to X them out so it stops wasting my time yeah. and I find a freed up a lot more time and this time needs to be turned into positive energy. It needs to be turned into constructive energy. And instead of me looking around at what other people are doing, I'm the one that's setting the standards. So why am I following other people? Why am I looking at vision of other people when I am the vision? They actually ruined my vision. I've got bigger plans. I've got a bigger vision. These people, when, when I, when I look at Instagram accounts and when I see other people doing this shit, it actually makes my vision feel a bit smaller. And I'm like, no, 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 no. This ain't scary enough. We need to think even more scary. We need to think of things. This is what I've done all my life. And now I'm playing it safe. What the hell is all this about for the last two years? Yeah, like, what have I done? Just, like, flick around, looking at where he's gone on holiday, where she's gone on holiday, what they're... I don't give a shit about no one. All I care about is my family, because once it's all said and done, bro, they're the only ones that are here for you. Man, ain't nobody here for you. Ain't nobody there for you. Once you get that into your head, you will be at such peace. Wow. SubhanAllah, that's what it is. Wow. Like. Yeah. I'm so, like, it's, it's not like you become rude towards other people. Not the thing. It's more so that you just take each person as they come. Not like an over-consume. You, take, you get their digital version of them. You got the in life, the reality version of them. Then you got the social version of them. It's just, it's just a bit too confusing. I see yeah. some characters that are so like, they're proper in front of me. And I think, like, you know, he's a, he's a half-decent lad. He's, mm. he's all right, he is. And then you see their online persona and whatever. And it's Completely just like, different. Yeah. It's a bit confusing. And then you start to think differently of them. And I think like maybe that's your work life or that's your online life. I just like to take people for what they are. Yeah. And, and again, with, you know, I just don't want my vision to be interrupted now. I believe that I've been through a process. I, my sister, my mom sent me some of the best schools. She has given me some of the best education. My vision, my mindset has never, ever, ever been the same as anybody else's. I've not met somebody that thinks like me. And I, and, and I, it's not even me blowing smoke up my own ass. It's just sometimes I get frustrated with people that have that are in such a good position, right? That still have not made the most of it. That, you know, I sometimes think, you know, I love Birmingham. And, I, and people call it Brum City, yeah? But there's so many bums in this city as well. And it frustrates me because we don't need to be bums. And the reason why we are being bums, right, is because everybody's on social media looking at the next person thinking everything happens in four, five months, six months. Yeah. Success happens overnight. Yeah. You know, I see people paying like, you know, oh, it's just, I just really wish like I haven't come across like somebody who thinks, you know, I don't know shit. I really don't know shit. But one thing that I do know is that my mindset and my vision is completely different to, everything else. to most people that I come across with. They can't even, they can't even relate to me. I find, and when I find that person that I can relate with that can, that's why dare I say it, there is some giants in London that I love having chats with. Yeah. Because they, 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 they look at my talk like it's small talk. And I can, and then they can say to me, and I love it when they say, you know, like sometimes when 
I t- say, explain my plans to certain people, they'd be like, are you sure you can do that? Like, I don't want to hear that. And then you've got the other people that you know saying, you can do 10 times more than yeah, that. Yeah, and they're telling me like, come on, Aleem, only one Bugatti. Yeah, come on, we'll get another one. Let's get three. <laughs> yeah, simple. And guess what? Dare I say it, inshallah, give me six months, you will not see less than three Bugattis in this fleet. Inshallah. inshallah. Because that's what happens, you see, you network and you meet. I've got a, another friend of mine, he's 25 years old. Yeah. Who has a Bugatti Chiron. I only connected with him a week ago. And I say he's my friend because I know for a fact that I will be able to relate with him because we have something similar going on in life. And at the stage that I'm in my life, I need him. Why is that? Because he shouldn't be in a negative space thinking like, let's say one day somebody walks past his car, says X, Y, Z to him. We need each other to release those kind of negative energy and that gas off sometimes just to have a chat with and say, oh, have a laugh about it instead of taking it too seriously. Because when you're alone at the top, it gets so lonely, yeah? When I say at the top, but you know, like in terms of the car tier game, Mm. but then look, there's like, I've got, I've got a hypercar group now of like two Bugatti Chirons, a Koenigsegg, a Pagani. And this has only happened since I bought the Bugatti. And one may say that, oh, they only want to be your friends because you have a Bugatti. But even I know that. But why are we doing this? Is because we now have something that we can, only six of us out of everyone in the whole country can relate, can relate to. to. Yeah. And that keeps us in a good headspace because we have each other and we can correct each other if we're thinking wrong or if we're going out of hand or one is thinking a bit too much of each other, you know? And I think that's why when certain people look farm and say oh that's where all the rich men hang out or that's what you know oh, that's a rich people thing to do you got to understand why they do those things sometimes as well and why they lock themselves off yeah as well is when it's very difficult like some people um you know well not some people a lot of people can't relate to i i find it so normal sometimes like, because it's come so blase to me that i come into the showroom i'm driving a mclaren in the morning i'm driving a lambo in the afternoon i'm going to the lambo dealers to pick up a euro so i'm driving over to the Ferrari dealership. By the end of the day, I look at my story. I'll be like, oh shit, I've been in six different cars today. And everyone's like, you're living the dream. You're living the dream. You're living the dream. And I love those messages because they remind me that, hold on a second, you are living the dream. And it's actually a curse in a way that you work with them because you got numb to it. But then it's moments like these podcasts that kind of reflect back on it it or and just be like, hold on a second. It's actually quite, it's it's quite amazing. Does Does this sort of lifestyle of way of living become a norm for you like are you, are you numb to it so i i, I have i like i like to change it up yeah. so just like a gym right you should change your routine you should change up your lifestyle as well sometimes yeah. so like for example um i love going to london sometimes having a nice posh dinner having some great food or whatever and then boom i love coming back to birmingham here having a nice dixie chicken or a pepe's or a big john's or whatever you know, home, yeah, yeah a kebab or whatever uh, um, spending time in the office and then boom maybe going to uh, another country sp- experiencing that culture so you know traveling and and changing my environment a lot helps yeah what was the question that you asked again does does this stuff become numb to you numb for to example you. Yeah. like phantom yeah. yeah that's what you need to do yeah basically yeah. so when i go to pakistan 
yeah. for let's say six, seven weeks in the summer, which is what I normally do. And I come back here, I appreciate everything a lot more. Just when I go to one, Lebanon, I think everyone wants to see another series of my motherland. So oh, it's not going to happen. No, why no, not? It's not. We'll touch on that later on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so go on. Yeah. So when you go to Pakistan, and refresh yourself. Basically, yeah, you're saying, yeah. Yeah. Because you 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 appreciate their way of living, but there comes a certain time where you think, you know what? Actually, I'm blessed. You know, I want to go back home, and then you come back here, and then it feels good again. So, uh, you know, and then sometimes you know when a car is taken away from you for a bit. So like, I haven't seen the SVJ for a few days now. Mm. And, you know, like when it comes back, I, I jump in it. And I always send my dad a text message sometimes. you like, I love this car. Yeah. And I always send him a text message saying something like that after I haven't driven a car for a while. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it's all about, um, it's all about, you know, you've, uh, you've, you, 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 you've got to always respect what you have around you. That's what it is. It's just respecting what you have around yeah. you. And it's very difficult to do that especially when um, you know you have so many of them and especially in the same colour all parked up and you're taking pictures and you're just like oh you know there's another Lambo I know I make it sound like oh that's just another one and that's just another one and that's just another one yeah. but you know really these are big deals and they are they are vehicles and you know that are assets and that we have worked very very hard for um, so yeah that, that's about it really well, alhamdulillah that's wicked man you know like you know that, that's, that, that, that's what and you know especially when we lose a car when we sell it as well like that's when we really start to miss them as well and stuff. do you ever regret selling a car I was going to ask specifically your Scirocco no no man I'm the only one because <laughs> because why I say why I don't miss it as I never really wanted to depart from it yeah but like I never thought that I would love a car as much as that I think that was my lesson that if I can sell this I can sell any car yeah. I want and I think you should not get attached to materialistic things at all um, because you know uh, it's all good you, you might need to sell them someday you know and you know at the end of the day you've got to understand that you know you your sanity too yeah. By it. yeah my dad drives a Skoda for the main reason that he you know he's never really got a custom or, or comfortable with a lifestyle where he drives a Rolls Royce every day or a Lamborghini every day. Mm. That's what he's happy with. And I think that's the way I'm going to go as well, to be honest. Because, you think, yeah? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Evil Eye, or should we say like, you know, um, uh, a lot of showing off a lot. Not so basically, yeah, no, yeah, not even just, it just slows, it just, it just says, it just slows people down, doesn't it? Yeah. You know, and I'm in a position where my whole business is based off me showcasing what I have to engage an audience, to share my new products and services with them. To better the business. To better the business. Yeah. Uh, Some so, people don't understand that. They just think, show off. Yeah. But that's what, that's what, that's what it gets like. At least I'm showing off all right. I'm showing off right. Though. It's getting out. <laughs> showing off good though. It's, it's, it's very interesting with, uh, with there's so much to do. Mm. Um, but then there's a lot of other things and, you know, you can't just focus solely on your career and on your business as well. There's a lot of things in, in your personal life that you've got to get correct as well for you know future generations you know with um, my sister's going to be getting married soon and then you know, you know my mom my dad you know like it's they're going to probably be pushing me to get married and then you know there's you know you've got to think about the you know sorting out the families you know so many people get lost in their careers as well and i think it's all about making money mm. but sometimes you've got to have a healthy home you've got to have peace at home to make sure that you can give 110% at work. If I was here right now and I've got to worry about, or my father has to worry about, something else. You know, who's looking after my mom. My yeah. grandma's what, nearly 95, 96 years old. She can't move. She's very, very, you know, old. And my mom looks after, you know, 
24 hours of the day, you know, like, you know, when I say to, she's not like awake sitting with her, but you know, she's always, she's a, a very good wife like that. Around to, basically. Yeah, she's yeah. A, yeah. And you know, she's an angel, honestly. And you know, the whole reason for my father's success is, and he will tell you this is number one, his mother's prayers. And number two is the peace that his wife, the atmosphere that his wife has created for us, alhamdulillah, at home. And I don't like to talk about it too much because I, get, I feel like you're getting nuzzled on our family as well. No, no, of but, course um, I understand You that. know, she's created a thinking space and um, a space for us all to flourish. Yeah. I think that's very important. I ain't got to worry about unpetty stuff like, you know, like stupid little things in life. She just simplifies life for us all. You know, when you're at home, do you, do you feel very, uh, how do I word this? Um, do you feel like, being at home, you can clear your head away from business. Mm, yeah. Because uh, you're around your mum, yes. is what I'm trying to say. Oh, yeah. yes. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. As soon as with my dad, like, Different. 10 minutes go by and he'll be like, look on the auto trader. <laughs> no, I and my mum will be like, oh, please stop talking about cars. <laughs> yeah, that's like my dad. My dad will be like, yeah, go check right move or something. Else. Yeah. <laughs> right move is a good one. Yeah, no, but you're, like, your mum or everyone's mum in general, I think everyone can say this. It's, it's a. It's a home factor where you can forget about everything else and you just have peace there and then, regardless of whatever the conversation is. So subhanAllah for that reason. And you know, if anybody wants to know, like my bedroom and everything, it's not like a big bedroom or Mm. I don't live in like, you know, some, like my bedroom is very normal. My, 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 my way of living at home is very, very normal. Yeah. And that's the way that I want to keep it forever. Like there's so many times where I've come home sometimes after visiting like my friend's house that's like, you know, three times, four times as big as mine. And I've come out and I'm like, right, dad. Right, I've uh, we've decided we're going to move out, and he's like, "Yeah, whatever you want, son. No problem." Like, you know, you tell us what's what's the crack. I'm like, "No, actually, you know what? I've changed my mind. What we're going to do is we're going to demolish that house. We're going to rebuild it up again, and everything." And then my mum would come along and listen to all my plans. Right? Yeah, I've had the architect there design everything, and then my mum would just be like, "Do you know how long you're going to live?" And I'm like, "No." She went right. If you knew how long you were going to live right yeah she goes you wouldn't build a house she goes you would live underneath a tree you know yeah. that she goes you've got to be you've got to be grateful for for what you have to start off with and then when she starts to say that i'm just like oh yeah, yeah whatever yeah yeah you just always say this and you want get me out of like i want to refurb the house up right yeah so, because they, they let me do whatever you want yeah and they know that i'm going to do it at one point mm. but this is a i know every stage why they teach you this is because then after that when i started going going around after you know, a few months or whatever and then I mm. come home and I just just come to the gates and be like alhamdulillah like it's all about your mindset it's yeah. what you're looking at you know if you're if you're going somewhere looking at people that are above I've got much better than you then you're always going to be like you know I want this I want that you I want, want, yeah, if you yeah, ever yeah. look at the people that are less fortunate than you you you'll be content and grateful for what you have 100% yeah. and then you know you you won't become that kind of horrible person of you know like oh what more 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 if it comes to you it comes to you it's about one once you realize what you've got and you appreciate what you've got you're yeah. that's appreciation is everything my exactly it's the piece. there's people there's people that have a ford focus right that they've bought brand new one owner and yeah. they look after it like yeah and then there's certain people that their parents have bought them the first car right brand new xyz car and you'll see that that Ford Focus in three years will look a lot better than, than that. that car in one year. It's because there's no appreciation to it, mm. you know? And it's very important that you appreciate what you have and, and you respect what you have. Because if you don't respect and appreciate it, soon it will be gone. 
that's that, that's what you must do. If I never respected or appreciated the business, I would be in bed right now at home or I wouldn't wake up to come in here or spend time in here or I'll be holidaying 24-7, you mm-hmm. know? That's what I was doing two or three years ago until I do all of that, I get it out the way with and then my father comes back and says, right, you've networked all over the world now and everything. Put it to use. Yeah, now, you know. Yeah. Next step. What's the, you don't, he doesn't have to tell you it, but it's like, okay, hold on a second. Well, I've got something that nobody has. I've been, you know, blessed with such a beautiful setup or whatever. Am I appreciating it enough? Mm, don't think so. Okay, we'll start to appreciate it. And as soon as I put my head to the work and start to, you know, execute goals and set targets and also, I mean, Alhamdulillah, every month, it's just even in a pandemic like this. Like, yeah. We're seeing growth. How was how was pet in the pandemic? In fact, how was, how was everything in the pandemic? Yeah, it was it was actually very very bad because primarily our main um, business mm. um, sector is weddings. Yeah. Oh yeah. So as you can imagine, <laughs> the wedding industry was affected quite a lot. We were affected, but Alhamdulillah, still we're, we're you know we're okay. Alhamdulillah. But what about um, like the self drive cars? Let's just say for the people who had the cars before lockdown was announced, did you still let them hang on to the cars, or or how did it work? Sorry. So if so, for example, let's just say for example, I hired your Euros. Uh, you had a car, and then lockdown was announced. Yeah. Yeah. Well, of course. Carry on. I'm, I'm, you've got a car, haven't you? Yeah. It's a car. And then, do you ha- would you hire it back out throughout lockdown, or was it just stopped? No, it had stopped for about f- two months. Okay. So basically, when you had all the stock back, that's when you had to hold it. Basically, we probably had like during lockdown, maybe like one client. Seriously, two clients that yeah. would just take it for we would cut them a better deal, and it was just m- more so that they was just like, well, if we're gonna go do the supermarket run, let's just go do it in a nice car. Yeah. We'll make this whole lockdown experience a bit better. <laughs> but um, would you say that's because people were scared of hiring the cars or... No, it's just because there's nothing to do. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Yeah. Come on, <laughs> G. People are experiencing something that they've probably never experienced all their life. We've mm. gone in a pandemic. I don't think anybody's going to be thinking about hiring, you know, hiring a yeah, car yeah, yeah. or going shopping or anything like that, buying clothes, mm. because you don't know what's going on in the world. You're yeah, just scared yeah. that everybody's in their homes. It's a ghost town now. Yeah. We didn't know what we, was, what we were going to do, what was going on here. But um, again, like, it's just my dad's mentality, man. Like, even when there's a recession or anything, he goes, oh, forget it. Channel it Eyes out. forward, yeah. Yeah, channel it out, Literally. man. Just keep your focus. That's how it's meant to be. So there's one there's one last topic I want to touch on, and, and you told me not to ask this, so we'll see where it goes. Yeah. For the long-term followers, you, you would know that, you know, you went to, to university. Yeah. So... And I know you studied um, TV and film. TV and film, exactly. I was going to say film and media, but TV and film. Why are the complete different side? But I mean, you do this. Why TV and film? Okay, so um, so as I as I was gaining more uh, like uh, traction on social media, and I was getting traction for platinum, I was getting a lot of offers from like TV programs. To I was like, did you did you know Big Brother? Right. They had written me out a contract to say that we need you to come to auditions and everything, but you're in the final. Like you, you've been selected for the oh, show. Already, yeah. yeah. Okay. So then I started saying to my manager, start negotiating a female. I'm not doing it like this. But then I also thought at the same time, this would be a brilliant thing for me to do. But my mom was just like, what the hell are you thinking? I was just like, mom, imagine people think so much different of me 
the camera's going to be on me 24 hours. I'm going to turn up. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make sure, like, you know, they you actually can show, see the yeah. real me. Like, I can't be fake. Like, they, they will see me. They will, they will like me. And then my best friend, who's my best friend now as well, Sebastian Muller from Germany. Uh, I remember I met him at uni and he was telling me, he goes, your, your parents are so right. Don't do it. Uh, but then I went to the audition still. I didn't go through with it. I met up with Alfie Best, which is now my friend as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, why did I study film? So there was that big brother. I was a presenter on a kids TV show, CBBCs. There was a lot of TV interest, a lot of media interest coming through. So what I decided to do was I was like thinking, you know, I, I like making videos. I make YouTube videos. I, I like making videos. I like content creating. Um, I'm getting a lot of people in the, in the film, in the TV industry that are contacting me. So why not? I said no to everyone all my life, which I believe was the best thing ever yeah. because it helped me develop to what I want, what I was going to become. Yeah. And now I can, I can do what I need to do. Right. So, um, I remember Aladdin, you know, the movie Aladdin yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah. Like there's like so much, like, I can't even remember. Like I have, I have, and I've kept every single email for the purpose reasons, sole reason that if I ever have to retell my story, I can just eventually go down to, I have 157,411 emails, right? So in the, in these emails, you'll see like all of the different offers that I got. So that basically got me to say, right, okay, I want to study TV and film. So I went to uh, better my A-level grades. Um, in, in fact, it was completely different subjects altogether. So when I left uh, sixth form, I went to do, I went to flying school. Um, I didn't complete flying school. In fact, I didn't even really get started into it. I failed my hand-eye coordination for it. And uh, my eyesight was is quite bad on that, but it's more so the hand-eye coordination. You fail it twice, you can't really uh, continue with it. So um, when I when I left there, I went to uni. Um, no, I didn't go to uni. Sorry, I went to MPW, right? So What's I was that? Amanda Portman Woodward. It's like a, okay. uh, a college, like a private college. Okay, yeah, yeah. And I met a media teacher who's passed away now, Gary. And um, he, every one of my lessons with him, we never used to, there was no education involved at all. He saw me as an older. It was like a meeting. It's like, Ali, we've never, I've never met a person like you. Yeah. <laughs> You're interesting. What do you do? Yeah, they said, okay, found out. And then every, he'll come back, he'll do his research on me and come back and say, oh, I think this will be good for you. I think this will be good for you. And then when we were trying to select universities, I was like, he goes, what city do you like to live in? I said, London. And he goes, oh, what, what universities have you thought of? I was like, goldsmiths and stuff. I went to goldsmiths. It weren't really like rocking my vibe and stuff. Like going there and it was just like, wasn't what I expected of university really. Like I had like a little bit of a different vision, if I'm yeah. honest with you, whether it was the right vision or not. Mm. I expected like, yeah, people are going to pull up in their cars and everyone's a little bit older. You can network with them. It's like, you know, it's big boy shit now, yeah. you know? But it wasn't like that. It wasn't like that, Goldsmiths. So I'll come back from now. And he goes, how was it, Goldsmiths? And I went, no, I didn't like it, oh, Gary. Shit. Yeah. He goes, why didn't you like it? I said, oh, too many people with too many colorful hair and like different shapes and sizes. And like, you know, it looked weird. It felt a bit weird. It felt a bit like too drama-y and a yeah, bit yeah. too <laughs> out there. I'm a bit normal like that. And like, I just, I think like it will, there'll be a bit of a clash there. Yeah. And then he goes, okay, I didn't tell you this because I wanted you to have a look at all the others, but here is the university that you shall be going to. And then he shows me Regent's University, London. And he goes, go to the open day. So I messaged my friend from London. I said, I, I want to go to the open day for Regent's. And he goes, yeah, make sure you bring a nice car then. <laughs> and I went, you did. <laughs> what are you on about, bring a nice car? When, when was the last time you ever said that to me? Bring a nice car, man. What, what are you on about? Yeah. And he goes, no, 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 make sure you bring a nice car. I was like, man, 
you, this, he's never said this to me. He's taking the piss. Anyway, I just went down in the G-Wagon or whatever, but uh, went to the open day and I soon realised why he said, come down in a nice car. Yeah, Because <laughs> outside it was like a car show, right? So I was like sold at that. Obviously, I'm looking at everything that I want to see in a yeah, uni, yeah. not what uni should be like, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I've gone in there. I've seen the whole uni out and you know what? I'm thinking... This is where I want to go. This right? is the one. This is the one. This yeah. is this is this is where we're gonna. This is where we're posted now, right? And uh, so I went to that uni, and uh, I lived in London for three years, and it was the best experience of my life. It wasn't challenging. I didn't find it challenging. It was things that I was learning about live broadcasting and how uh, lighting can eliminate shadows and you know like stuff like this because yeah. it was it was tv and film from a basic to a, a to, high level yeah, yeah, but i was person, already yeah. making youtube videos and i already knew of my friends that had a production company and we'd always play around in our spare time we've made like some movies and stuff like that when my coursework came up was like you got to make a small little production it was like i'm chilling for the next That's two months yeah easy, just yeah. like <laughs> handing this over and you know like you know it was a, it was yeah, a walkthrough yeah. Um, and I network with Russians, network with Arabs, mm. Chinese, you know, like people in the film industry, like the guy that did the graphics for Star Wars, his daughter, you know, all sorts, you know, all sorts that were, that were there. And I realized that, hold on, I've got so much around me right now, you know, and I know people say about network, but how do you network? Cause I don't know how to network. I don't know what, what all these games are about, yeah. you know? So I thought to myself, like, if I'm not going to gain much from the studying side of it, because I'm not really going to hold on to a camera or I just wanted to get to know the industry a little bit better, you know, um, then I best make most use of it whilst I'm in London. So what did I do in London? I made sure that pet was just oh, the spread to every nut and cranny of London. Yeah, I like yeah. made sure that they knew that there was a kid on the block that dry, like, you know, when I go down Edgware Road and, you know, people might think that that was showing off every day, but it worked for me because oh, everyone, everyone now and everywhere yeah. in London will know. Yeah. You know, make sure that I have a drive-by, like this, the clubs are out there, right? So you've got like, let's say Monday on a Wednesday or a Tuesday, there's a clubs app and they'll be like, right, lads, uh, what clubs are open? So, so, right, okay. We've got to drive past every single club. Make sure it's seen. Yeah, three times that night. We'll do a lap. We'll set a lap, right? Yeah, so I'll go past the club. I'll be like, yo, yo, say to the bouncer, yeah, I'm coming in a bit. I'm coming in a bit. Save me a space, save me a place. And then he'll let everyone know on the doors, right? Yeah, yo, uh, big Lord of Lean's coming through and that. I won't even go, bro, but they're chatting about me. Yeah. To get me. Yeah. So then I'll go to the next club as well and be like, so, 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 you know. So, um, that was it really, you know, I just, I didn't, I was just having a bit of a play about, you know, um, and, uh, I, I managed to network with some fantastic people out there that we do some business with as well now. And, uh, Alhamdulillah, it was a phase in my life, a chapter in my life that is still part of my life. I visit London every other weekend. I yeah. have the best friendships I have ever made out of that city. And they're not even people from this country, like my German friend now who lives out. international students. And, yeah, it? international, yeah. yeah. Like I can travel pretty much anywhere in the world. I know one of my friends will have a house out there. Like I was, I was driving from, uh, through Europe and uh, one of my friends phoned up and said, hey, why don't you pass through like Cologne? And it's just so lovely to look on the map and be like, oh, here's a, like a 80 mile detour to go to my friend's house. Yeah, why and, not? <laughs> and bro, like these are not people, like these are people that are not like, you know, like, not like, I wonder if our audience would understand. Not jovels, you know, like yeah, not, yeah. not like tight. They'll understand. Trust they me, they're yeah. tight and that. You know what I'm saying? Not jovel, like kulle del de You know what I'm saying? And and at the end of the day, like you know, you go into the house. Oh, this is a room. I've got my cousin-in-law with me. You know, like, and I like good people like that. I like people with good morals and a good, Intentions. good, yeah, good respect. You know, it's not about oh 
have you got the biggest house to offer me? You're like, offer me what you have, but offer it in a way that, you know, it's shows it's yours, that you've got a big kind of, heart. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, you come over, you know, you make sure you, you, you know, he made me feel at home and there's not, I can name you so many more friends that are like mm. that. But it's because we all can relate with each other a little bit better if you know where I'm coming from. Yeah, and course, you know yeah. who is to thank for that is Gary. Gary, my media teacher who passed away, he knew what type of kids were going to go to that university. That is the only place of education I've ever felt normal at. Seriously. Where no one can say, oh, he's a, yeah, he's yeah. a rich, they saw, he's that, he's that. My mate he pulled up in a Porsche 918. Yeah, no, I think I remember. Do you remember that? Well, yeah, I was yeah, in the yeah. SV. Yeah. And I'm like pulling out, I'm like, yo, what's on the forecourt today? I see a purple Lambo 50th anniversary. I see an SLR. I see a few cars. And then all, all of a sudden, you see my friend Austin just go through, like, yo, Lee, what are you saying? I'm like, whoa, boy, that boy's 911. <laughs> it's a 918. And um, they were just, everybody was very blase about it. I, I learned a lot. Mm. I learned a lot by the way their families live, by their spending habits and the things that they do. And Alhamdulillah, like, you know, I would like to think that I've, through these people, for, you know, I've, I've picked up, um, like, things that I would like to do with my family as well, eventually when we get, you know, my, 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 yeah, yeah, like my yeah. dad doesn't holiday or anything like that. But now like when I have a family, I have kids and whatever, and, and I see like, you know, oh, this is how they did it. Like they got a villa out in Cannes yeah. for a week. They got the chef out there. They got the, you know, the, I didn't like three or four years ago, like, I didn't really see holidays like that. If you know where I'm coming from. Mm, yeah, no, um, I'm quite normal. So I'm still very, very normal, but, when I see these holidays and I see the way that it's hard not to see these things. Yeah. It inspires you. It motivates you a little bit as yeah. well. And it shows you like, you know what, that it opened your mind up as well. It'll open, it opens your mind up to like, you know, different ways you can do things. And it's actually cheaper. It's actually, it's in some ways it's actually a lot more fun, you know, to, to it's a different way of moving. Yeah. Of and course, people yeah. can, it's, people can sense that in your aura. Yeah. You know, when you're walking into a certain boutique or whatever, they know that this guy's on time. He's, he's, he's not here to like, bluff. they, they can just tell. You can tell a bullshit. Real, who's not and all that stuff. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. 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 But yeah, alhamdulillah. I mean, that, that's, but then at the same time, I've seen a lot of people ruin themselves as well in that same position. And then I don't want to be that person either. Inshallah. Not. I don't think. You don't ever seem like you're the type to do that anyway, like ruin themselves or anything like that. You see, the thing is, I've been, I've been away from, uh, not away from, I've been, my fault, I've, I've, I've been aware of everything. Yeah. But it's like, you know, how, how, how is it, how do I explain to, when you're sitting with someone, right, yeah, that is um, in a total different headspace to you, but you can see him as a future client or yeah. uh, you can see him as something that can help you in a certain business or whatever. And he's saying, oh, Meet me at Annabelle's, right? Yeah. Then, you know, you've got to go Annabelle's. Isn't it? Yeah, you have to. You've got, you can't be like, oh, no, sorry. Um, my no, mom no, doesn't yeah. let me go Annabelle's yeah. or, or I'm not allowed to be in Annabelle's. Like, How old are you, mate? You've got to 25. Go. Yeah. yeah. But it's about knowing your limits and it's about, you know, bad can be everywhere around you. Yeah, of course. You've got to be that person within you to say, right, I can be to the person that I am in any condition, yeah. in any environment. Yeah, you know course, what I'm saying, yeah. Yard? And obviously there is certain times where like, you know, if somebody's smoking a cigar or whatever and says, Oh, do you smoke a cigar? I'll say, you know what? I do. It's just to, yeah, just you know, to, just to make them feel like, you know, hold on a second. Like, I'm, I'm part of you. Yeah, go on. If I haven't tried one before, I'll try, you know yeah. what I'm saying? But, um, this is a bit, it's been, I don't think I've ever done a podcast. Mm. No, you I have done, done a podcast. Yeah, of course I have done a podcast, didn't I? Oh, my child, yeah. Yeah, I've, of course. Yeah. Uh, so I've done a podcast with him, which I really enjoyed doing. I really yeah. enjoyed doing this one as well. Thank you, bro. Um, 
but you've caught me at a time. I remember like, you know, you were saying that you really have caught me in a time where I'm like still in mid space. I wish that we did this. Mm. October. Bro, part two. These yeah. cameras aren't going to go anywhere. Yeah. These microphones so, aren't going anywhere. I'm so I don't, going so I'm sorry I'm so, sorry if you guys are watching this and you think that Aline's waffling a bit or, or he he's talking and he's a bit all over the place because right now we're going through a bit of a transition. I'm going through a bit of a transition, shall we say. What's that transition? You said come in October, for example, yeah? Mm-hmm. What's going to be different by October? Uh, what's going to be, I'm going to start to see people's true colours a lot. I'm going to start to see a real jealousy just explode in front of my face. Mm. And I just pray, I just don't want, like, I just don't want it to be like people I love. Why is that though? Hmm? Why is that? Why do you think that would happen by October? Because this, because, just, just watch. You don't, you, come on, man. Like, you've got to understand it's one thing saying it. It's such, it's, from what I hear from yeah. out on the streets, it's such a Big, big, big ordeal. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of people that are going to be happy for me. There's a lot of people going to yeah. be like, yeah. Envious. But I can only see, I can only really focus on more of the people that are ever going to be happy for me. But then the more, the closer the time comes to it, the more I start to sometimes like, a lot of people, I mean, they don't ever say it to your face, but I don't know what will change. I just got to be very careful. Mm. I got to be very, very careful with, with people that I want to work with. I with, think with any moves though, you got to be careful, isn't it? No, but you gotta be even more careful now. For the moves you're making. Yeah. yeah. I hear that. Because because when the moves get bigger, right, yeah, the 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 plotting becomes bigger as well. And, you know, I've met certain people that have portrayed themselves as the cleanest businessman in the world. Mm. And then I hear like stories about them getting arrested on fraud and stuff and I kid you not, I feel like I'm a good judge of character, but even I couldn't even plot some stuff like that. So that's why I mean, like, you know, I just want to kind of wash my hands with a lot of people. And I don't mean this in a negative way, but I just want to hit that reset button. Yeah. And I am still Aleem. I'm not that Aleem that I was four or five years ago. And neither are you the same person or you the same person that you was four or five years ago. And I just want, you know, a positive development, positive change. I want composure. I want consistency. And, you know, I just want, I just want to simplificate, uh, my life and, and, and just, you know, enjoy the blessings that I've received instead of overcomplicating it, trying to be on every server, every social media platform, trying to keep up with what the people, you will start to slowly see as the years go by that, you know, my posting habits become different. And, you know, eventually there will be a day yeah. where Lord Lean vanishes because, you know, I can't be on social media for the rest of my life. No, can I? Of course I? not. No. Especially in the future. There, you has, to have be, there has to be a sweet ending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There has to be an ending where people say there was a man called Lord Aline and he is a myth. And now... History between Yeah, history. Yeah. And, yeah, and there will be like a, 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 a like a, a, a age gap where they will say, you know what, where's that guy? You can't search him online anymore. Mm. Because, you know, you're going to have a wife. She doesn't deserve to have, you know, people DMing you, the stuff light, like that. Yeah. that stuff, yeah. You've got, you know, your kids coming. And at the end of the day, what's more important, right? Yeah. That you're sacrificing the happiness of your family or yeah. so if I can work out a way where I feel comfortable and I can keep going with it, then yeah. Otherwise it's going to be. Inshallah. But what, what if, yeah, this is just a random one for it off. What if it goes in a complete cycle where your son then becomes a kid who does donuts and you're already, when you're, 
older. No, you can't <laughs> be. Like that, you, no. you, you, but there won't be another relief. I'll tell you that. That is just a complete full circle, there isn't it? I, I, I was, I, I'm a nutcase to a different different level. I don't know. Fair enough. I, I don't know. I would have asked you, as I do with everyone at the end of my podcast, what success means to you. But I think that's basically what it is. Unless you want to add anything else, what does success yeah. mean to but, you? But but uh, I, I, please, I do not want anybody to be watching this uh, or he- listening to this mm. um, podcast to think that, you know, we are interviewing like uh, an extremely successful entrepreneur. Yeah, I'm still learning every day. I am very grateful to have such a strong support system, such a strong team. Business is not easy. It's not all hunky-dory. I only show you the highlights. And uh, yeah, if you've made it this far, like I really appreciate you listening on to me, but, um, and I really respect this podcast that you do because I like listening to all the episodes that you've done and how everybody has different journeys and so much different to to put across. But I did want to make sure and highlight that, you know, we aren't talking to a successful man right now, but inshallah, we will be talking to a future success. I I don't feel successful at the moment. But maybe you should do a podcast with my dad. That's what they're going to say now. If he's, if he's on it. Do you want to do one with my dad? Yeah. If your dad is on it, they don't want let, let, let us uh, find out from Listen, this. If, if you want to see part two with firstly Aleem himself, then make sure you smash that like button. But if you want to see part two with maybe Aleem and his dad, you know what you yeah. do. You know what to you'll, subscribe. You'll, 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 get, you'll get real raw business yeah. side of it as opposed to a lot of the social talks because uh, pictures and all that sort of stuff. I think you'll have a good time. Make sure you smash that like button if you want to see that and just smash it in general. Yeah, make sure you make sure you share this podcast out as well because you know there's a lot of effort that goes into these videos. I don't know if you guys know about how far like Raheem's actually traveled to, you know, create this type of content. So this is another thing I want to congratulate on making these effort because it starts with an effort. Thank you, bro. And um, inshallah, one day you have a studio. When so you're traveling to people, people have to travel to you to get there. Because I, 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 I would have I preferred to be in your studio than my showroom, honestly. My, my studio is going to be a bit different. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't have a showroom like this because... No, no, no. But like, we, I, I was thinking like more of a like nice cozy room, mm. nice padded out 3D panels, absorbing that great sound in. Maybe, you know, one of them kind of Amazon-like kind of like plants in yeah. there. I've, I've got plans for the future. I'll, I'll tell you them off camera. Inshallah. Inshallah. Um, but that's, that's aside from CEO cost. But it fits in anyway. Um, but yeah, no, no. Also, do you want to tell anyone like, where, where, where do you go if you want to hire a supercar? Platinum. Platinum Executive Travel. Platinum what? Executive Travel. Come on, G. P-E-T. <laughs> follow them on Instagram. Follow Aleem on yeah. Instagram. Um, I'm going to leave them both links here. Has Platinum Executive Travel got a website? It must do, isn't it? Yeah, it has a website. Yeah. www.platinumet.co.uk. Yeah. But just like, you know, everything's in my bio. Also, I want to... Uh, I want to be excused for my overgrown moustache and beard and my, my hair and everything, man. You said before the podcast you like it, though, so... <laughs> What? <laughs> my hair, my mom likes, not my overgrown mustache. <laughs> it doesn't even look overgrown. You know, you know, yeah, you, you know, when you're drinking that milkshake, all the oh, yeah, all yeah, the dud gets caught yeah, on the on the much. <laughs> That's, That's haram, bro. <laughs> you can't do them ones. Gotta go cut it. 